So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to 90 Day Fiance MK. I'm Mr. O, and today, Miss H and I will be discussing Season 5, Episode 11 of Before 90 Days. In this episode, Benjamin beats Mahogany's parents in a very weird setting. Spice Queen Kimberly has one more secret to hear from Usman. Jimena is very much done with Mike's relationship habits. Gino gets prepped to talk to Jasmine's mom. And Hamza reacts pretty poorly to Memphis's platonic nights with her ex. If you like what you hear, please give us a five-star rating and subscribe. And if you are also watching Love During Lockup, we are covering that on our other podcast, Love After Lockup MK. All right, thanks for listening. Stay safe and enjoy. Hello, Mr. O. Hello, Miss H. How are you? I'm I'm doing all right. You know, just kind of getting by and getting through this sloggy part of the year where I wish it was warmer, yep. but it's not. And I wish it was closer to summer, but it's not. <laughs> right, right. March is probably my least favorite month, uh, just for those reasons. It's still like not quite warm enough and <sighs> no holidays for us. Yeah, for real. Yeah. But speaking of holidays, Kim and Usman are still on their holiday. Uh, so Kim is excited to call Usman boyfriend the morning after they've had sex. Mm. Kim says that she's going to be walking funny after the African way with Usman's kasava or yam, as he still is calling it. Kim starts oversharing about how Usman likes to flip it. And she's clearly higher energy than a tired Usman who tells us they had sex four times. Kim says now that they've gotten this uh, title thing out of the way, she's focused on the logistics of their relationship. Kim continues making inappropriate sex jokes as Usman seems a little distant because it ends up he has a secret. Mm -hmm. Later, they go to a spice farm for a romantic outing. They see a kasaba at the farm and Usman says, that's like a carrot, not a kasaba in Nigeria. And the inappropriate sex jokes just won't stop between the two of them. Usman says that his culture does not allow him to kiss Kim on the lips in public, so there is a lot of cheek kisses. After being crowned by the tour guide, Usman wants to reveal his secret to Kimberly, which is about the song Zara and about him having an ex named Zara. All right, so we didn't quite get what, you know, him telling exactly what it is. So that's going to be for next time. Do you think Kim's going to be mad about this person, Zara? Yes, um, because Zara is, well, first of all, yeah, she just seems like she's such a, she's all about the title. She's probably going to be pretty possessive in the relationship. And Zara mm -hmm. is younger and hotter than her. Like, and I think it's going to bother her because I think it kind of pokes at her insecurities. Yeah, but I also feel like Kim is still in a fragile place in their relationship, right? Right. They just got – she just got the title of girlfriend. You know, it's like he could very easily take this back the next day. And I think her whole thing has been – I know she keeps on, you know, going, I won, I won. And she genuinely thinks that. But I don't think it's over. Like, I think the problem with – her feeling like she always had to win him over. It's like, does it end now? Have you really won him over? Or is this like a daily, you know, game where you're constantly having to still prove yourself to him? And so proving yourself to him may be, you know, being the cool girlfriend who doesn't care and like doesn't feel insecure about the exes. Okay. I guess I should have, I should have, that does, that wouldn't surprise me. I think she's going to be upset mm -hmm. about it. Whether she then actually expresses uh, that dissatisfaction or how upset she is with with Usman, that remains to be seen because of that. Because you're right, yeah. It seems like he did kind of manipulatively choose this moment as the moment where, yeah. like, she's feeling pretty good. She's in a good mood. But also, she could still totally blow this thing as the time to tell her when she, like, is kind of behind the eight ball on how she can react um, about it because you know then she can't get his cassava or whatever like ugh. <laughs> <laughs> can we quit talking about his dick 
please? Like, why does he have to keep on comparing it to vegetables? And why do they have to keep on making sex jokes? It makes it very uncomfortable to watch their segments. Uh, yes, it makes it very uncomfortable to watch their segments. I'm actually very concerned about, like, her in the future. Because, again, like, I, I, I don't feel like his technique is going to be all that amazing if all he talks – if all he does is imply his size. Right. Like, I feel like you're going to be leaving a lot on the table. And she even said that, like, she was trying to be diplomatic about it. But she was like, yeah, there wasn't a lot of foreplay. <laughs> we just kind of went. Right. It. it was just in there. <laughs> the African way. Yeah. Like, not a carrot, not a carrot. Like, this one looks like a carrot, which is funny because I did. I did appreciate that. Like, he was bragging cassava, cassava, cassava. And they said, here's a cassava. It was like tiny. <laughs> he was like, no, yeah, no, that's like, not what I mean. No. We have bigger cassavas in Nigeria. Like, okay. <laughs> All right. Yeah, but I don't – I also definitely don't get comparing it to various vegetables as a um, fun and playful way to spice up things. <laughs> it's like I don't get it. Yeah. But I don't yeah, know. Yeah, I have no idea. It's oh, – it's, and I do love the way they kind of do this and make them have – this serious, upsetting talk, and I have a secret for you, while they're wearing these ridiculous hats, um, and she has her little crown on, and he has his thing on. It's like, let me have this serious talk with you about things that uh, have happened in the past. And it's also like, I don't know, it, it is tricky because it is, is she going to take it worse because of the way he asked? Because, wait, okay, wait a second. I need to take you over here by myself. Have a quiet talk with Goose. Something serious. I need to confess to you. Oh, you're already setting it up as a big deal now, right? Right. And we've talked about that too. I think some people's mistake is treating something like it is a big deal. I mean, you absolutely should tell them uh, and then like let them decide if it's a big deal or not. But, you mm-hmm. know, I mean, and we see this with Men- Memphis and Hamza later. It's like you can't just assume someone is going to not think it's a big deal or think it is a big deal and like – you know, because I think by projecting it, you're kind of making the situation worse for yourself. Yes. Yes. You, you totally are. Um, but I don't know. It, that was pretty much it. We, it wasn't very long with them, right? No. Thank goodness, because I don't know if I could stand any more sex jokes with them. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, they're just bad. They're also – they're like they're like sub-middle school sex jokes, right? Like I definitely expect yeah. something to be like just every time somebody mentions something about balls, it was like, hee <laughs> What's on that tree? Oh, this is a nut tree. Nuts. You have nuts. I saw your nuts. They were, oh, they were like, yeah, like, yeah. And she is worse than he is, sadly, too. And it's just like, yes. you are a grown lady. Like, stop that. Stop saying yummy, yummy all the time, man. Just quit it out. All right. So um, let's go to this. Let's go to Gino and Jasmine. So after their makeup from last week. Well, at least mostly makeup. We'll see how it goes. Gino and Jasmine are packing up to leave their island getaway a day early because it was a bad scene and they just want to move forward. So while packing, Jasmine finds the toothbrush she threw in the woods because Gino basically says, it's still good. It's still good. Oh, God. (laughs) I hope that had a cover on it because otherwise, gross. That was like in the dirt. What are you doing? He said, said, you can always just change the head out, right? And then he's good to go. Um, but anyway, they also talked to each other about the things they took to remember each other when they thought they were broken up. Jasmine had taken one of his T-shirts and Gino had a fingernail that he found on the floor. Stupid. And stuck. After she was probably trying to claw him. Yeah, it popped off. Like, yeah, it clearly popped off while he was trying to go after him. But he found it on the floor, stuck it somewhere in his bag, and now can't find it among all the hotel <laughs> pens that he has in his bag. Uh, of he's course, the he's the guy that has a – he takes every pen from the hotel room like every night. They just bring you another – if your pen is gone, they'll bring you another one. I'll just take that one too. Stupid. What's wrong with this dude? Anyway, um, Jasmine thinks the fingernail thing is weird but cute. Basically the same thing she thinks about Gino. She, she lays out the plan for the upcoming days, which most notably involves meeting her mom, who she describes as being overprotective. So soon we're back in David Panama, where they're going to be meeting with her mom and sister. Things are improving, but Gino feels like this trip to get them back on track. Even if he thinks this province has a banana name. He calls it Chiquita province instead of Chiqui promise. Um, so anyway, Jasmine's son lives with her mom, but she's not ready for to introduce him to the kids. 
So at the hotel, Gino is bummed about how the lack of elevator means he has to carry a broken his broken luggage up the stairs. <laughs> and once they get settled in, Gino says he wants to explore the city while Jasmine naps, which Jasmine will let happen as long as evidence reports. <laughs> but anyway, he has a plan to win Jasmine's trust back. An engagement ring. So he finds a jeweler that speaks enough English and, you know, looks at all the options. He has an ideal for her style, but the one he picks out that most matches it costs $1,000. And he quickly backs off that ring to spend one two seventy, which, to be fair, is more than his two-month salary of $0. (laughs) (laughs) Before they meet with his mom, though, um, they kind of have a prep meeting. Gino has chocolates and a card and he needs help translating his message into Spanish. So they... You know, decide what they're going to do is he'll write it in English and then Jasmine will write the same message in Spanish on the card. So it seems that, you know, Gino has to go meet with the mom alone or something since something about permission to be together. I'm not sure it was cultural. Jasmine tries to prepare Gino for what kind the kind of person that her mom is. Oh, and also prepare him for all the lies that she's been telling her her mom about their relationship, like that they met at a conference (laughs) instead of a dating site. And that maybe don't mention that you're trying to get me pregnant. So Gino starts to get oh God. Gino starts to get visibly nervous at this point, which he was feeling pretty good about the meeting before because he's good with moms. So anyway, she goes to translate the thank you card, which uh, her translation may or may not include translating the happy face that he drew at the end of the note. So anyway, on the way, she's like, did you draw a happy face on this? On the way, on the way there, Jasmine um, makes sure, you know, he knows how high these stakes are. Without her mom's approval, they can't be together because she kind of went against her mom's approval with her ex-husband and that that didn't work out once. So also, yes, one more thing. She's probably going to ask you to take your hat off before a prayer. And he's just like, I do not plan to do that. And that seems like it could be a deal breaker. So we're getting ready for this uh, trip with, you know, thing with the mom. And I don't know, is there any way he she didn't make him ridiculously more nervous than he needs to be for this this trip he should be nervous i don't know why he thinks he's like oh all parents love me it's first of all it's like okay do they or is this just something in your head right and then he should be nervous because if his mom if the mom knew the truth about him and he should be worried yeah like does she know like things that he's done then you know he should be on his very best behavior so i think that he she is right to kind of like forewarn him and especially if mom is anything like she is i mean you gotta think she got some of her some of her temperament from her mom right yeah yeah um okay so what is his deal with the stupid hat like he can't take off the hat to meet the mom yeah it totally reminds me of you didn't watch it in arrested development where the guy wears jean shorts all the time because he's a never nude right like because it is just like that because it because it's not even to meet the mom it's literally we're gonna say in our father take your hat off for the prayer that's it like we're going to it's for prayer like and that that is a thing like it's totally like you know men are supposed to take their hats off in church and stuff but he doesn't have a better explanation for it than just like i just think i look better in hats Okay, okay, you can think that. This isn't me. I just want to be me. It's like, oh my gosh, shut up. Me, I just wear a... It's one of those things that, yes, everybody deserves to be themselves, but wear a suit to the funeral, dude. Like, I don't care if you don't wear a suit every other part of the day. Wear a suit to the funeral. Like, Mm -hmm. everybody has to do those things. That's just life. That's not like betraying yourself because you took off your hat for a prayer. Right. Yeah. Okay. So let's talk about this whole engagement, engagement ring shopping thing. Okay. It really bothers me that he, his reasoning for wanting to propose is because he somehow has to earn his trust by proposing to her. And it's no, like, isn't that's that backwards. buying trust? That's totally backwards though. It feels like yeah. you need to have the trust back first before you ask her to marry you. Right. Like one does not create the other. You can't like say, oh, hey, now you don't have to worry about me ever leaving you. I don't think that's what she trusted and wasn't trusting in the first place. She wasn't trusting that you're not a liar. That has nothing to do with an engagement ring. Right. It, well, yes, it wasn't commitment that was the problem. Right. And that's right. the one thing engagement rings kind of speak to or address is a commitment. 
And that was yes. not the problem. The fact that he lied and was like doing shady crap with his ex behind her back, that doesn't yeah. get solved by an engagement Sending ring. Sending nudes? That's not cool. <laughs> right? En- engagement ring isn't going to fix that. Right? Oh, I mean, I do goodness. feel like – I do feel confident though that she will be fine with the ring, right? Because he was a little you know, worried uh, about the price of the ring. Yeah. The ring wasn't terrible looking. It was actually kind of nice. Um, What I think was ridiculous is it was – painfully obvious to me that it had nothing to do with what the ring looked like. Oh, no, he it wanted just the, had to do with the price. price tag. It's a price tag. Yeah. Yeah. And that bothers me. Like, if you're going to do this, do it right. You know, it's like you're going to cheap out now. And granted, you mentioned that he is unemployed. So technically three months of salary is going to be, you know, zero dollars. So yes. this is definitely infinitely here's, better. Here's a ring pop. <laughs> Here you go. Yeah, but still, it's like, I I don't know, like, I just am not believing this whole I'm so poor angle, right? I think it's, and I think a lot of people do this too, and maybe that's also why I feel this way about it. It's like, people get very stingy about things that they don't personally value. Yes, You know, and so people will get very cheap about things they were like, oh, and it's because they just don't necessarily value whatever it is that they would, you know, are trying to spend money on. But, you know, it is kind of interesting to me. It's like, oh, when you do value something, all of a sudden you're spending money on it. Like, he values travel, clearly, right? He traveled to Panama to visit his girlfriend. Um, He got talked into, you know, going on this vacation but he does not value possessions. That's why he wouldn't spend $500 on like those clothes earlier, right? And he doesn't value like buying her a ring, but it's like, but you should value it because if you value her and she values that transitive property, you got to value this ring, right? So unfortunately, you do have to spend money on this and, you know, you can say you're poor as much as you want, but if you start spending money in other areas of your life, because you value that more, it's like, well, you really do have money. You just don't want to spend it on this. Yes, if you're, if you're, yes, if you're, if you're living on a budget everywhere, you can get away with it. But yes, if you're, mm-hmm. if you're, you know, buying a new set of golf clubs and you're doing all this other stuff and like, you know, whatever it is mm-hmm. your hobbies are, the things that you value, you have a, you know, a nicer car or whatever it is. But everybody, everybody has things because yes, it definitely is, and it's. Not good. It's not a good look for the relationship. It's like, oh, the things you like are dumb and not worth money, right? Yeah. And that's definitely yeah. totally a poisonous um, attitude in a relationship, especially if you feel like you're the one who holds the purse strings. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, like, come on, like the stupid, like you're going to get her an electric toothbrush. If you're that worried about, you know, the money – that could have been 50 extra dollars to get what he referred to as the gaudier ring, right? So electric toothbrushes are what, what, 50 bucks? And so he was deciding between the two rings. And, you know, and it also, like, annoyed me because it was very clear that he was trying to give an excuse why he wasn't getting, like, that ring, right? Oh, yeah, and yeah, yeah. so he comes out with gaudy. It's like... No, 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 no. It had more diamonds in it. If you want to call that gaudy, sure. But I'm sure most people The gaudier like, one was cheaper. It was two fifty instead of two seventy. Oh, was yeah. It? So I think he I, he get the price tag mixed up though. So yeah, yeah. <laughs> it just had more embellishments, more things on it. But I mean, like, it doesn't right. seem like of all the people on the show, she is not the most the most money motivated. Like we talked about that when he messed up the Christmas right. present, and he said, "Uh, you already got your toothbrush, right?" Yeah, it was right. A it was a sentiment, and and so. I definitely think she would value like, oh, you went out and your evidence report time and you you actually got me a ring then. I don't think it matters as much to her specifically how much that ring costs. Now, might she get another ring that she likes a little better later and wear that one instead? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but like she wants to be married more than yeah. she wants the ring. Right. And I just think that in the end, like he should have got her something that she would like. And I just question if she would like this ring other than the fact that you're right. She is sentimental. And the fact that he gave it to her, she's going to automatically like it just because of that. But he even said like, oh, she doesn't trust my taste. And I'm like, yeah, your taste is horrible. Do you see how you're walking around Panama right now? Your sandals and your stupid hat. Yeah, exactly. Because the other thing, too, is we went to the jeweler. He picked out the one that he thought she would like the best. And it was a thousand, which is mm-hmm. not unreasonable yeah. for for a ring, right? 
I mean, it's on. It's honestly on the right. cheap. I actually could. I looked it up. The median price for a ring for an engagement in the United States is like nineteen hundred or something, right? If you look at the median and not the average. Really? Well, the average throws it off because you know when rich people give somebody a th- four million dollar ring, that really drags the average, the me- <laughs> the mean pretty far up. <laughs> yeah, the median price is like because you have to remember the so median salary for somebody who's like thirty or something when people are generally you know looking to get married is like forty thousand dollars or something. And so, well, you know, also, I think that we have definitely moved past the tradition of three month salary. I think we should bring it back, but you know, I think most people don't spend. Three no, and I, I definitely think I definitely think there's ring. a lot of women out there who are like, oh, I, I certainly know a lot of women out there who would be uncomfortable wearing that. Like, I don't, I, I feel unsafe or uncomfortable wearing something that costs you know ten thousand dollars on my hand. Like, I can't handle that. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it depends on your daily ongoings and, and where you're, you're at. at. Totally, totally. But I, I think there's also a lot more to like, hey, how about we just, you know, spend less on that and spend more on the honeymoon? That sounds fun. Like, I think so. I don't I don't I think there's still <laughs> as much money getting spent. It just isn't getting spent specifically on the ring. Yeah. But mm. anyway, like it wasn't an unreasonable price for a ring for a thousand dollars. Like that's. No, I don't um, think so. But. They had to have something between a thousand and two hundred seventy. Like there was clearly a conversation I that know, it was right? like he was like, "How much is this one?" He's like, "A thousand. He was, and it was definitely like, "What do you got in the two hundreds?" <laughs> like, oh, all right. So moving on uh, to other couples that are supposed to get married: oh, Memphis and Hamza. So Hamza says he needs more time before they get married, which seems to confuse Memphis. Hamza said he was influenced by his mom's advice to not rush into something. Memphis is now mad that he asked her to come to Tunisia to get married if he just lied about it. Memphis says that he's not nice, and if he doesn't want to marry her, no more relationship and she will go home. He says he's afraid of her because he doesn't want to be another ex. She says he has to trust her, but Hamza points out that she doesn't trust him. He says he wants her to trust him, and he's not scared to sign a paper. She says she does trust him, but still wants him to sign papers. When asking him again if he wants to get married, he kind of shrugs and says, okay. Memphis then thinks now is the time to tell Hamza that she stayed at her ex-husband's house for four days, but assures him that nothing happened sexually. Hamza says she's crazy and walks off. Hamza's mom is confused what's happening when they both walk in the house. Memphis said she didn't think it was important for him to know since they were just first starting to date. Hamza feels disrespected, disrespected, but Memphis says they didn't sleep in the same bed and she's telling him now so she's being respectful. Hamza's mom tries to figure out what's wrong and after he tells her, she says he should definitely wait to get married. And she tries to talk to Memphis, just not very successfully without a translator. Memphis says it's very personal why she went uh, to her ex-husband for moral support, and she doesn't have any other friends in the town she lives in, uh, Muskegon. Uh, She then goes into a room with Hamza and unmikes herself, and then eventually tells us anyway what it was, so I don't know why she went through that whole production to do that. Uh, She tells us that she was just really depressed because she had just taken her state board exams for nursing and her ex-husband was taking care of the kids because she was too upset to even get out of bed. Hamza seems to understand her and empathizes with her situation as he also comes out of the room a little teary-eyed, so it's clear that he forgives her. All right, so Hamza definitely... You know, after Memphis's explanation seemed to kind of be on board with, uh, you know, her justifying why she stayed over at his house. Mm-hmm. Do you think they're going to get married now that Hamza understands the situation? Uh, no, because I think there was there was many layers of why he's worried about the getting married. And that kind of adjusts one of them because it definitely seems like a much weirder thing the way she first framed it without without you know explaining that it was like basically a severe depressive event right that she was basically like, mm-hmm. it wasn't like oh i just was i was just i was just you know it was late and things were getting um dark and it was hard to drive home so i just stayed at his house for right. four nights like that sounds like that sounds suspicious yeah. but if it's like oh no i fell into right. a depressive state and couldn't get out of bed for four days and was just like and somebody had to take care of me and my kids 
right? That sounds... I wonder if there was something else or something more, because I feel like that wasn't the complete story. I don't think Hamza's going to cry over mm. that. Yeah, there, there could have been... I mean, I de- definitely get like that it was – okay, let's put it that way. So I believe she was in her depressive state where she couldn't get out of bed for four days. Do I believe that that oh, yeah. was because Absolutely. she failed a test? Because eh, she failed her state boards? I believe that was part of it. One among a man- one among many things Yeah, that was contributed to it. Yes. Yes. I feel like there's got to be something else that was much more traumatic because I feel like especially if you're just going to turn around and tell us – why did it matter that you were unmiked behind closed doors? Because it's not like his mom can understand what you're saying anyway. So, I mean, you could even say it in front of her. But if you're going to just turn around and tell us what the same story is that you told him. And it also seems like 20 minutes seemed like a long time because that's how long they were in the room talking. 20 minutes seems like a long time to have to, you know, uh, explain that situation, which seemed really reasonable to me yeah especially if you're trying to explain depression you know and so because that's definitely a thing i don't know how you know culturally they understand mental health issues and understand like when when depression is depression Mm -hmm. it's 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 like that it's like it is a disease that keeps you from caring for yourself so like and that's how i think of it i don't know necessarily though but if it was something like extremely traumatic like somebody dying and it was grief or something i could i could see that Mm -hmm. But even still, I can kind of see that situation. I can even see a death as being understandable. Yes. It's almost like she's – she – I feel like maybe has had some kind of abuse that she doesn't want to talk about because, I mean, that's something that you wouldn't want to reveal. Either that or some kind of weird pending court case and you're not allowed to reveal it. Right. Something she has an NDA for. (laughs) But, but but anyway, back to the point. I don't think the marriage ship has righted itself because I think that the trust issue was only one of the issues, right? And I think the other yeah. issue was – is that she's always nagging him and mean to him all the time, like all the time. It does not treat him yeah. with respect. Like, and that's an issue that's not going away because no. when he raised his issues, she was like, you lie, you mean, you bad person. Mean, mean, mean. Bad, bad, bad. No, no, no. Lie, lie, lie. And it's like liar, liar, liar. Yeah. And it's like no. that's no. This not bad. You mean. And and so those are that's another thing. I would be like, yeah, this. This is what. This is why I don't want to get married to you because I didn't know about this <laughs> before you got here. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know. Did you notice of all the things that his mom was wearing a Hello Kitty shirt? <laughs> Yes, I noticed. She had a whole Hello Kitty outfit. She had like the sweatshirt. She had like the matching pajama pants. I was like, all right. That's not what I expected to see, but you do you. Nope, I did not. But yeah, sure. Go get it, Hamza mom. Oh, man. All right. So that brings us to other people in their pajamas. And that's we get to Mike and Jimena. So. Oh, God. Mike is still on his unwanted visit to Colombia, and he decides it's time for (laughs) wedding dress shopping, which Jimena does not seem to be very excited for. But that's probably because, A, she's still hungover, B, her mom and sisters can't come, and C, Mike is tagging along instead, which she's only allowing at all (laughs) because he's paying for the thing. So the plan to avoid actually seeing the dress or anything is for him to just walk into the store and camp out awkwardly on the other side of the store until she's done and then he can bring out the credit card. So his hope, though, is that trying on dresses will kick her back into wedding fever and she'll be more excited about marrying him. So they get to the shop and explain the situation. Mike sits down on his phone and Hannah gets to picking. When she tries on the first dress, it looks like Mike's plan is working a little bit. She's happier, but she says she has something that's holding her back and talks to Mike. And what's holding her back is her tiny boobs because she brings up the boob job again. She wants to know why he's willing to pay for a dress but not this operation, which is what she wants more anyway. So the translation app gets in the way a little bit here because he tries to say, I like them the way they are. But instead it says something about like, I'd like to know where they are. Where they are. (laughs) She's like, I don't have them yet. That's That's the the point. point. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so they blow past that and she asks about like, well, are you going to pay for the boobs now? And something 
and she wants to get the boob job before they buy a wedding before they buy a wedding dress. Mike thinks that feels like this is an ultimatum, like we don't buy a wedding dress until I have a boob job. I'm not so sure though, because I feel like if you were definitely gonna get a boob job, it wouldn't make any sense to buy a wedding dress before you had the surgery. So Mike is concerned about the operation and complications, but really is more concerned that she's willing to, in his opinion, waste $5,000 that they need for their future. He doesn't want to talk about it, but she all doesn't want to buy a dress now. So later on, Mike is back in that weird blank tank top and rosary beads, uh, and everyone is getting ready for bed. Things are not going the way Mike wanted them to, especially when it's time for bedtime, because she's like, why don't you go sleep in the kids' room? The kids will sleep in here with me. So the kids have been in the bed with them every night, so they haven't had an opportunity to have sex on the trip. So he kicks the kids out of the room temporarily so they can have a private conversation. Of course, through the translator app on the phone. He asks her if they're going to do it at all on this trip or not. And she says, nah, we're not. She says she doesn't feel like it because he's weird. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> like, okay, and then I she, would, but and to be fair, weird. she does come with like actual evidence. She's like, when we're eating a meal, yes. you stop eating when I stop eating. You're always like mirroring me around and imitating me. Um, and also his constant te amo. And staring at me in te my amo, sleep. Te amo, te amo, te amo. Oh, like, God, yes. Yeah. Also, he she wakes up and he's staring at her in her sleep. So weirdness all around. <laughs> So he's also ignoring of all this, of all this, of all the attention he's giving her. She's, he's ignoring her most important need, of course, the boobs. So he promises to give her more space, but uh, I don't know. It, it, she's already on it. He's she's creeped out, and it's like, ugh. And it says she says, you know, she needs his space, and it means that she still wants to get married, but she needs more time than they had planned for. Mike definitely feels like he's losing her, so he get, tries to get her back the only way he knows how. By saying how much he loves her and demanding that she say how much he loves she loves him. Which doesn't go as it's planned. God. Because when he asks, Well, do you love me? She says, No, I do not. I am not in love with you. <laughs> All right. <laughs> I don't know why this makes me laugh so much. And I feel bad that I find it hilarious. But I don't why I just find it so funny that it's like I maybe it's the fact that she's just so blunt about it. Like it's very clear that she doesn't like you, and she's not even trying to, not even a little bit trying to. Yeah, hide I mean, it. I definitely feel like she had reservations about him physically uh, before, right? Mm-hmm. And she and she, you know, yelled at him about the farting and like the things to try to get over it. Um, <laughs> And, and, you because know, basically it's like, I don't think you're that attractive. You're definitely not attractive enough to fart in front of me because I already find you not attractive. Yeah. And then that makes it worse. And so we, right. we can't go any lower than we are. Right. But definitely. Yeah. But now you're weird. Now on you're creeping me out and being unattractive. No, like we are done. Her, yeah. her vagina is just like closed shop. Like it's not, it's done. Like, <laughs> yeah. She's like, no intimacy for you on this entire trip. He's like, wait, what? What's happening? Yeah, she doesn't give a crap if she loses no, it at this point. No, it, it's all for maybe he'll pay for my boobs. Maybe he won't. If he won't, if he doesn't want to pay for them, I have to pay for them on my own, whether he's here or not. Like at this point, it definitely thinks she just wants him for the boob job. Like, and you know what she should have done is just gone in and bought the most expensive dress, and then when he left, just cash that oh, in. Yeah, sure. Yeah, return and it for get, cash and then get the That's boob what job. She should have right. done. Clearly, she's not a criminal mastermind like we all think right. she is. No, I mean, she does. She makes some things. But she is very, very declarative about what she wants. And we, we are getting into this um, thing like we talked about with with um, Gino and Jasmine of the things that he values and he doesn't value. And he does not value this operation. And mm-hmm. therefore, he doesn't want to pay for it. No. Right? Yeah. Um, but it's just – I don't know. I, I, it, it, I think he's also right though in that the – Chances are pretty good if he pays for a boob job, she's dumping him immediately afterwards. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's not wrong. Uh, but I don't know why he would stick around after she said all those things. It's like any self-respecting person would be like, well, clearly this person doesn't love me. I mean, they literally just said they didn't love me. Yeah. Like, I'm out. And it just – it. Yes, I find the situation to be kind of funny how she, like, says everything. But it's actually, when you think about it, quite sad. 
that he is settling on this relationship. And I don't think he would see it as settling. And that's what, to me, makes sure. it even sadder. He thinks she's this, like, grand, glorious prize. You know, like, he would never be able to get a woman like this. She's so beautiful. Like, she's, uh, you know, sexy because she's, like, you know, foreign. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like just thinks it's, like, unattainable thing. He would never get a person like this in America. You know, and it's kind of like, yeah, but she doesn't treat you real good. And, you know, she's not. I don't know why you think that she's such a right. prize. I don't to say that he's much of a prize either, but it's just like you could do better as in someone who actually genuinely loves well, you. Yeah, because we're definitely getting into the territory for him where I'm starting to be like, wait, what do you see mm-hmm. in her? What do you like in her besides yeah. her boobs that she doesn't like and her butt? Because I think it's just those two things. Because that's what you stare at when she's asleep. Right. Like, <laughs> like, but I totally see him being like, we talked about it offline a little bit, this kind of, he hasn't had a real relationship before. And so it feels very much no. like an eighth grade, like relationship, right? Where he's going to be clingy and he's going to follow her around. Like, and he's going to say, I love you. I love you. Oh man, this is so great. And she's just like, get away from me. You're weird. Which I, is happens in a eighth grade yeah. cafeteria, like every day. You're a weirdo. Yeah. Stop talking to yeah. me. Like, yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think she made the mistake of leading him on as much as she has at this mm-hmm. point. So I think that's also why I feel sorry for him. But at the same time, it's like, I get that you don't have much relationship experience, but you have to understand that she is not into you at yeah. this Yeah. I mean, point, literally, right? when she says, I'm not in love with you, yeah, like that, how is she going to be more clear than that? Like, and, but I mean, she yeah. needs to then be like, just we're done and not be like, but you can still pay for my boob job if you want to, because I'll take that. Right. You know what I would be incredibly interested to know is if he is getting hit up by like, you know, the DMs like our do you have rando fans that are slipping into the DMs because it's like, you know, we have people like Colt that is just like, I am baffled that people would be like into him. Right. Yeah. But even to me. Cole, I don't know. Like, at least he has some things kind of going for him, I guess. No, I mean, I think what Cole, I honestly think what Colt has going for him is he's clearly going to be on this show again. And he's going to be around. And being near him mm-hmm. is going to get me nearer to the clout that I'm chasing. Mike is not clout. <laughs> no, he's not. No, he's not. So it's just, I, I'm wondering if he's getting hit up like some of these other people get yeah. hit up. I don't know. I feel I like know. everybody gets hit gets hit up. I I I just imagine that's the case. Like there's there's gonna be somebody out there who's into this. Like whatever weirdness it is, there's gonna be somebody out there who's into it. Well, I hope for him that he finds someone that they have mutual like feelings yes, for. That's true. Because again, most of his stuff would not yeah. be as creepy. No, I take it back. I was gonna say it wouldn't be as creepy if they were into you. And like, no, no, staring at somebody in their sleep is always creepy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and the whole like eating while you're eating and stop. Like, yeah, that's a little odd. But it's actually interesting that she even like noticed something like that. I don't know if I would super notice if someone was doing that. Unless they were like staring me down as they're doing it. Then I probably would Right. Notice. No, I bet you notice because, I mean, he's a guy. It, I don't know. I, I Maybe your experience. I usually eat. I eat fast, but I usually eat for longer than other people because I eat more food. Right. Especially women. Mm-hmm. Right. To be like. Why did you stop? I, I was not. I'm a. She's a tiny little girl, right? And so she eats half a cheeseburger. She's going to mm-hmm. be full. And he, he's obviously not. And you're like, you're obviously still hungry. Why did you only eat half of a cheeseburger? Like, because I only ate half of a cheeseburger. That You would you would notice it, I think. Uh, maybe. I don't know. I eat a lot too, so. <laughs> All right. Let's talk about uh, Benjamin and Mahogany. So Ben feels like he needs to look good in case Mahogany happens to see him shirtless. So his, as he refers to it, MUA, his makeup oh, artist, gave him a bronzer to even out his skin tone on his chest. Little did he know it contained glitter. So after a sizable test spot, he then decides to abandon the bronzer idea. I'm, I fear seeing his skin after that it's like you have one spot of bronzer well he took it off pretty quick how back to how Uh, i've never used bronzer how fast does it like really take effect i have also never used bronzer so uh but he's planning on wearing a compression shirt to make him look more muscular for as he puts it his girlfriend 
He keeps saying that he felt chemistry at their very short meeting, but recognizes that she has walls up and they'll need to work on making their relationship the same as it has been online. Ben gets into a tiny, tiny, tiny car and goes to the boardwalk to meet Mahogany. Mahogany shows up this time with a little more energy. She says she felt more comfortable today as well. Mahogany reveals that she was concerned with his age after her dad asked a lot more questions. Ben tries to reassure her that he's there for the right reasons, so he wants to meet her parents. Mahogany thinks it will be difficult, but she'll ask, and they have actually ended up agreeing. So later, Ben heads over to her place. She gives him a tour of her home, which includes a set of bunk beds in her guest room. Ben notices that there's no space for her parents, and he finds out that she doesn't actually live with her parents. Ben knows that she is lying and wondering and is wondering what else she might be lying about. Benjamin meets Mahogany's parents, Jose and Sylvia, and they have a bit of an awkward introduction. Jose is worried that Ben is trying to take advantage of his young daughter. Her parents are skeptical that someone could fall in love in only three months, and Jose thinks that Mahogany will realize that later. Ben then finds out that Mahogany is really 22 instead of 24, and he plays it off like it was some kind of translation mistake, but he knows she was actually lying. Ben excuses himself to go back to his hotel, kind of abruptly it seemed like, and he's suspicious of this staged house because he said there's no photos anywhere of her or her friends or family, and now finds this situation to be really weird. He's particularly skeeved out that Mahogany is also the same age as his daughter, and while it was only a two-year difference from what he originally thought, it really hits a little too close to home now. All right, so it was actually interesting. I didn't even think about this being some kind of stage place. I just thought it was like oh. really nice and clean. No. <laughs> but after he after he said that, I was like, oh yeah, this yeah could be like an Airbnb. So what do you think Mahogany's deal? I one hundred percent wrote it down yeah. when she was like, "This is my place." Like I think we even saw it in a preview. I was like, "Wait a second, is he gonna is she gonna just take him to an Airbnb and try to pass it along as her place?" And that's a hundred percent what she did. <laughs> That's the part of the show I found the most hilarious. She was like, why are there bunk beds? She was like, you know, when your friends want to sleep here. Friends come (laughs) over. Like, your friends want to sleep on bunk beds? You have just like five games and nothing else on your living room? Yes, you know, games for Yeah, some like random board games, like out for display. Like, it was, yeah, obvious to me. Even before he said it, I was like, "Uh, this is an Airbnb. That she is, she does not want him to know where she lives. So she got an Airbnb and showed him around. And like, I was glad, like, I was actually surprised that he noticed it. I was surprised he was like, um, yeah, that he actually picked up on it. Like, she obviously doesn't live here. Yeah. Like, who surfs? That's just for decoration. (laughs) Who has a surf? Yeah, that did not look like a decoration board. It was super yeah, waxed yeah. up. Well, it's, like, it's also one of those things, like, who keeps a surfboard for decoration that isn't into surfing? Like, yeah, right? You can have a decoration board, but it's usually, like, because I really enjoy surfing and, like, the looks of surfboards. So they are in my – I have one in my uh, on my wall. But I also have some in my garage that I actually go surfing with, right? Yeah. Yeah, super weird. So what do you think her deal is? Why is she trying to pass off this decoy place? Those parents were very clearly yes, her parents, I agree with though. That. Because I was going to say, Jose and Sylvia, like, I, I was like, oh, I can see it. I can see how she is a perfect blend yes, of both her parents. I, I think that the parents were like, no, he can't come to our house. And so she had to think of an alternate plan. Okay. Um, and she didn't want to tell him, my parents said you couldn't mm-hmm. come to their house. So I got an Airbnb that they could come up. She was like, try to just pass it off as being something more normal. Like, my parents are just coming over for dinner. But I, I, yeah. But why even lie I don't about know. that? Why lie about how old you are by two years? Well, I can see that because she's uh, very clearly much younger than he yeah. is, right? So, I mean, but that's that's the thing is if so, his concern uh, is that I feel like your dad is not, you know, I feel like this relationship can't work if your dad's not on board, and she'd be like, well, I talked to my parents and they said they don't want they don't want you into their don't want to let them into your into their home. I feel like that wouldn't help. <laughs> that wouldn't be working on the situation <laughs> very much. And so, like, instead of actually being honest with him and, and, and bringing it up, it's just like that. But it was just – I just thought it was very – I thought the, the – in him at the very end was just so funny to me. It was like, yeah, this is weird. She doesn't live here. And uh, 
she's 22 <laughs> and my daughter's 22 and it's just like you can see all of a sudden like you just see the scales falling off of his eyes right just oh my god Oh my gosh. I was just like, okay, but two years from your daughter's age is still like not not. good. But all of a sudden now she's your daughter's age and all of a sudden now it's a deal breaker. Like that was just like interesting to me that he saw such a distinction. Like, oh, this could be my daughter's friend in school or something. Yes and no. I I just feel like – I feel like he was like, oh, this is a stretch, but it'll – I think everybody – Almost everybody has that kind of an age where you're like somebody's younger than you. Like, this is kind of a stretch for me, but I think I can make it work. I can deal with it. And then if you find out, like, if they're right on the borderline and you find out they're under the borderline, especially depending on what makes that borderline for you. Like, for me, it's my sister's age. My sister's mm-hmm. eight years younger than me. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, nope, my sister, younger than my sister, not okay. Can't do it. I just can't. I just have a mental block. Yeah. Can't do it. Nope, not going to do it. Um, and so for him, it just seems to be his daughter. His daughter's age. And it's just like, nope. Not, yeah. Obviously, it's not for everybody. We've seen plenty of people on this show with with um, siblings yeah. older. It's just, oh, man. Well, I was going to say, even with uh, da- sons and daughters that are older than their That's what I'm saying. Uh, That's what I'm partner, saying. Yeah, yeah. So. I'm just, it's just, oh, man. Yeah. I can't. Just the, the amount of times they were like, tres meses. Tres meses? <laughs> tres meses. Yeah. They're not wrong because he's like talking about this whole future after three months, you know, and it's like, I get it. Three months doesn't seem like, I don't know, that long of a time, you know, but if you're talking about someone who's 22 years old, that's like a large portion of their life. But it's not for that. So so I think they were both kind of on the same page. Like, yeah, if the 22 year old says they fell madly in love in three months. okay, when the 50 year old says they fell madly in love in three months, you're like, yeah, yeah. Guy, I feel like you've I feel like you've been down roads like this before. You should uh know how to pump the brakes a little bit, buddy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, their story to me has gotten more interesting, so I'm kind of glad that she ended yeah. up being real. Uh I do want to figure out what the heck is going she's on. She's real and weird. And it's funny cuz he was so weird. Yeah. And the fact that he's weirded out by her and just is like, you know, totally noped out because like <laughs> necesito mi hotel. <laughs> like, like I'm getting out of here now. Yeah. He was like, uh, abruptly leave. I gotta go. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that that's kind of what he deserves, though, right? He deserves to be weirded out by somebody. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. We were saying last week that, you know, my best case scenario, I thought, was that she was just didn't exist. But uh, I don't know. I like this so much yes, better. I like she exists and she, she weirds She exists, but it's going out. horribly wrong. <laughs> and not horribly wrong in the way that, like, she's yeah, rejecting him and it's not as what he thought it was. But he's like, right. oh, this is fucking weird. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we did not hear from Ella and Johnny this week. Um, so out of the group that we saw, who was I mean, your student I of the week? I kind of went, I went, you know, off off script and went with Mahogany's parents, just because they had exactly yeah. the right amount of skepticism about this whole relationship, which is all of the skepticism. <laughs> three months. Right. You're telling me three months. So actually, funny enough, I said my student of okay. the week was Ben, and part of it was, you know, we have seen Ben be delusional. And the fact that he actually picked up on these kind of like yellow red mm-hmm. flags, I was like, good for you, Ben. You're actually starting to see things and have like a healthy skepticism and suspicion about it. At the same time, not leading on that he is like feeling this way because even with the age, he was like, oh, it must have just been a translation thing. But in the interview, he's like, no, she definitely told me she was 24, like multiple times. So he's like, it was not a translation problem. Right, right. And even like saying like, no, she said she lived mm-hmm. with her parents, you know, so I mean, but, you know, kind of like playing it off like to her face, like, oh, yeah, I, I thought you had said this. Oh, OK. And not like really making it yeah. dramatic. But at the yeah. same time, like it's all starting to add up to him where it's like this equals right. liar. True. Yeah. All right. All right how about um, you? Hey, Anna. Like, we're just, we're back to... I went with him and it, We're back too. to square one of just, I want the money, 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 money. Give me the money. Get your gross butt out of my face and give me money. Yeah. <laughs> literally get your gross yeah, butt out of my face. Yeah, literally get my gross butt out of, your fa- out of my face. Yes. <laughs> 
Yeah, which, oh gosh. And I mean, it, I hate to give her dunce, but it's like her actions clearly dunce, but man, superstar entertainment for the show yeah. this week. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you, you, oh. and I give it to her, like anything he does from this point on is like, no, you can't say you didn't know. Like you knew. You knew how she felt about yeah, you. Yeah, she, she told clearly you. told you she does not love yeah. you. Well, I mean, spoiler alert, you know, like it's it's come out that they're not mm-hmm. together at all. Yeah, so it's just, but yeah, it it, it it we just let it out in the part where it's like, no, she didn't like imply or hint or say anything. She was just like, you're weird. I don't love you. <laughs> right, right. Okay, what about your all life right, lesson? So if you're going, if you're going to have to coach up your significant other about your parents you know and sometimes people mm-hmm. need to coach up about their parents because they have difficult parents so that's not that's fine right that that happens but you gotta you gotta give more of a heads up than the car ride over <laughs> like, and be like oh yeah by the way <laughs> you're gonna have to do this thing you never want to do in life ever good luck oh my gosh yeah but i also feel like if she had told him about the hat thing earlier he probably wouldn't have been like i don't have to beat your mom do i <laughs> maybe maybe but i just feel like he thought it was all gonna go great and was just like you could just see his his smile be like oh no oh no oh no i know my life lessons also aimed at gino when buying an engagement ring just don't go cheap to get what you want and make up weird excuses get something that they're gonna like in the end yeah i mean isn't that the whole point yeah it's their it's their ring you don't have to wear the ring why the heck do you care right but now I get you have to pay for the ring. You have to pay for the ring. And that, his other thing but, is he you know. didn't he didn't feel like he had time to save up to get the ring that he should have gotten. Which is just poor planning in his that part then. I should also <laughs> tell you something. Yeah. Oh goodness. Yeah. All right. So uh we should be seeing this group again next week. Um I don't think I caught anything from the previews. That was like super right. interesting. Just more, yeah. more, more of this crew. Maybe we'll see mm-hmm. Ella and Johnny. Maybe not. More yep. of the same. Yeah, more of the same. All right. So I don't know. I don't expect there to be too many more episodes. No, then. neither do I. So I don't. I don't. We're not sure what's coming up next. But yeah, I, I, I can't imagine there's more than like four. Well, or five, like the most. Yeah. I was, yes, I would think like yeah, four, uh, maybe three with like a tell-all. I could see. Something yeah. Hopefully like that. we don't have. I like last time we have just the one part tell-all. Let's get it done. Narrow it down. Yes. Let's be done with it. And I, I feel like it would be like that too because a lot of the, um, a lot of these partners can't really be here Fair. anyway. So I feel like a before the ninety days is mostly half virtual. Right. Anyway. Right. Makes sense. Yeah. I don't I suspect. Suspect yeah. we won't see. Uzman and his yammy yam um, on the stage. <laughs> oh God, I hope not. <laughs> that's poor. that's a that's for Discovery, <laughs> Discovery X plus plus. Discovery Discovery X X X. <laughs> Discovery Times. It's a completely different. Discovery Multiply. We don't need to see that. <laughs> All right. So uh, yeah, we'll be back. All right. Same group. Okay. Uh, bye. Until then. Okay. Bye.